Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Niggas ain't ballin' for real. That's a stone gym. Yo. What up? What up? Barber man. What's up? What was Nick? Yeah, what what up, up, boy? That was true. <laughs> yeah. I just like calling you Barber man. You don't get annoyed, so I like it. Yeah, no, it's all good. You know, I ain't tripping on the barber, man. That's what I am. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't no diss either. It's like, Bob, man. That's it. See? I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. That's the chime in, nigga. Like, Rob, you just might as well just start giving him, like, his intro when Kev come in. Just start the Clippers. That's it. You know what I mean? With the Clippers. Because it's going to be there. Yeah, see? I'm Today's fade. Today's fade by Bob, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Waz, what's up, man? 
Nothing, man. Just chilling. I, I just got back from the gym. It's it's ninety five degrees outside. Yo, my son, brolic or what? Yeah. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Boy, been in there getting fit. Yeah, man. I noticed. You know what I'm saying? He came when he came out this weekend. You know what I mean? He he had a little nest sitting up there. I said, "This nigga got some bald eagles in his chest." <laughs> I ate enough food, man. I, I got to go to the gym or else gotta I'll get turn it into Oliver Miller quick. <laughs> <laughs> Big baby David. <laughs> uh, somebody just posted some shit on, uh, on Twitter right now. They added me in, well, I guess, Channel 7. And, uh, somebody gave away seven, uh, 600 backpacks. Hello. So yep. what? Got you motherfuckers beat. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, man, while, while we on that subject, I mean, you know, I normally we do the intro. I mean, we can do the Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. But, Kev, you know, that was a great segue that you mentioned. The backpacks. Can you talk about uh, yeah, the, man, the sure. event? Yeah. I mean, that's why right, we. So, so, yo, like. I, mean, I wasn't there. You know, so, I, you know what I mean? I definitely want to know. Remember, I had my goal set at 500. And you know, thanks to the Count the Dings family, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. We went we went eight hundred. Wow. And we, we went eight hundred like real quick. And I didn't even like it, it kinda like blew past me real quick because like when I went downtown to go buy the backpacks, dude gave me such a good deal. Like I went in there originally like, yo, you know, I had um I had money from um I had money from John Ross. From the John Ross Foundation, and then I had money from Count the Dings, and I went in there originally and was like, "Yo, like you know, give me two hundred backpacks." I said, "Well, how much for you know how much are you going to sell me backpacks if I'm trying to get a hundred? And then when he gave me the price, I was just like, "Oh, well, how about two hundred? Would you lower it some more?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm base." And I was like, "Well, how many backpacks do I got to buy for you to lower the price?" And then when I said, what if I bought 300 backpacks? Would that help? And then he, he was like, yeah, you buy 300 backpacks, I'll give them to you. And I said, give me 300 backpacks. So he brought me 300 backpacks. And that was just off the money from uh, John Ross and Count the Deans. 200 from Count the Deans and 100 from John Ross. And I, when I got to the shop, I was like, oh, snap. We got like got like 300 backpacks. And then uh, Jerron bought a hundred and then there was another organization out there bought a hundred and then, uh, 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 the councilwoman, she kind of randomly walked up with a hundred and, uh, somebody and well, somebody else walked up with a hundred. And the next thing I know, uh, Harrison's mom was like, yeah, it's like 800. And I was like, for real? She was like, yeah, because we put them in sections of a hundred. And she was like, all oh, this box was a hundred. A hundred, a hundred, like, you know, they had them all sectioned off in, in sections of a hundred, basically. So when I looked up, 800 backpacks, man. And and cold thing about it is I, uh, we had a little over because after that, Denim Exchange gave me, uh, like, another 50 backpacks. And they gave me all, like, designer backpacks. Adidas, Jansport, Champion, Puma, uh... And that was it. Just just those just those uh just those three brands, four brands or whatever. And we were kind of raffling those off and making people race for them. And uh, we gave away two bikes, which was again money 
from the Count Ding's family. I, you know, bought two bikes. We raffled off two bikes. Only thing I'm sad about on the bike level was uh, the boy who won the bike. He he wasn't uh he wasn't like a um, he wasn't a Compton resident. Mm. Like he wasn't even an American resident. How about that? They were like a family that kind of wandered over from the Crystal Park Casino. And they wow. they just, yeah, they just saw something and they just walked in. So how they going to get that back to, to their, they, they going to ship it? They going to, apparently, somehow, Jeez. somehow, because. Uh, yeah, we got to have I, a better vetting process next year, Kev. Yeah, for sure. Like we gotta, <laughs> we gotta have a better backpack giveaway process. Like everything, like the whole, like now, now, because now I've already been like low key challenged on uh on Instagram, like to give away a thousand next year. Like somebody just hit me wow. off. Like, so next year you are gonna give away a thousand? I bet you can't give away a thousand. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. That's what we doing then. We're going to try to give away a thousand next year. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just got to get started early. We got to get started a little earlier. This year I started in May. Next year I'll start in March. How many, how many cuts did you guys do? And how many, how many, I guess, girls hairstyles did, did y'all do? Um, my wife said her count was at about 160. Give or wow. Take. How many stylists? Four. Wow. Four stylists. 160. Four stylists. 160 right, hours. 40 heads of stylists. I know they got arthritis in their fingers now. And and and, and I mean, I, I and I echo what you just said because because you I saw some of these little girls and they was laced, boy. The baby hairs on the side and and, and all of that, bro. They was now, lacing the good them up. Thing about it was we was only giving out two braids, so yeah. you know, <laughs> figure two braids can get done and like you know, right. as long as their hair was up to par. Because right. there was some girls that was out there was like, yo, what I'm supposed to do with this? You ain't washed your hair in two weeks. No conditioner. I, I, it, yeah, it's tough. I don't, got, it's tough to I don't know what more. to do. Like that, And see, that was one of the problems that everybody kept running into. It's like, yo, you, we said have their hair washed. Now, we're not trying to be mean and turn the girl away because we got the girl in the chair. But we're not talking to her. We're talking to you, mom. And mom, you talking about you ain't putting no product in her hair. You just put some product in her hair earlier this morning. Like, this is fresh. Like, my wife had to pull a lady to the side and, like, kind of tell her, like, yo, this is, this is, like, this, you just put this in. This ain't, this ain't no old product. You ain't washed her hair. I washed her hair two days ago. Two days ago. And since then, you and her have put product in her hair. You know what I mean? So that's, that's one of the issues that, you know, we deal with. And then you kind of get those, um, those ungratefuls out there, like, you know, um, unfortunately, we got we we went nine to five full throttle, four barbers, four beauticians. So we had eight working out there. Of course, this year, I I only cut minimal heads. Like I started the morning. I think I cut for about maybe like two hours. And then I had another barber come and I gave him my chair. I'm Ooh. like, here you go. Well, you can cut in this hair. Well, how how many did you guys go through? How many boys got there? Got uh, boys, I think we probably hit like the little over two hundred mark because it was 
you got to think the girl who was taking the names, right? She put names on a regular school piece of paper, top line to bottom line, two columns. So my barbers basically did one full page front and back before they did that before three o'clock. And then from three to five, I stepped in a little bit more like once Zach and, and Wozniak left when I could, you know what I'm saying? When it kind of started dying down, I was like, well, let me help them knock some of this out. And then I stepped in again, like in the later evening, later part of the day. And we knocked down the front side of a whole nother sheet. So how many ever lines is on a college rule piece of paper times six? So, yeah. So, so Kev, I, I got there. Of course, yeah, I had a DJ like last year. I saw a 92.3 had set up a tent. Can you talk about the different um, brands and organizations that 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 came and did some hands-on work, right? Like, it's a, it's one thing to send yeah. a check in. We love the checks, but people actually pulled up to the actual event, which I thought was fine. Yeah. So what was dope about it this year is the fact, like I said, I got on it so early. And then, like, you know, I started to tap into my resources. Like, there's no reason why you guys should be coming in here to my shop. And I'm and I'm just speaking to them like as if I'm talking to them. There's no reason why you guys should be pulling into my talk, coming into my shop, talking about what you did with Snoop Dogg and what you did with 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 the game and what you did. With, you're always hanging out with such and such K-Day the other night. Like, I'm talking. No, nah, how about call them? How about send them this flyer? How about force them to post this on their Instagram for me? And that's kind of like what I did. I pressed game, made him post it on his Instagram. He kept it up for a couple of days, and then he took it down. All right, cool. And then I told my boys, hey, look, you bodyguard for Snoop. But no, once they posted it on Instagram, the shit went like it went like kind of baby viral for a day. I was getting so much uh, feedback. Just over and over, just so much, so much. And then, um, uh, like that next morning, my phone, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to get up to go to work. And my phone was ringing and then buzzing. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? So I look and I get a text message and it's saying, Kev, they just talked about it on K Day. And I'm like, what? So I called the person who texted me that and he's like, yeah, I just heard him talk about it. Cuts for kids, right? And I was like, yeah. So that whole day, all I did was I just kept trying to call the station, call the station. So I finally got through, not to like the on air, but I finally got through to just the station. And I, you know, told them like, hey, you guys posted my event on your um, Instagram page. You know, I don't know if y'all thought it was Snoop's event or if y'all thought it was Games event, but y'all tagged them and you tagged me. So like I'm getting a whole bunch of, you know, notifications, but I don't think y'all really know whose event it really is. And then um, she gave, sent me over to the PR department. And when I talked to the guy, he was like, you know, we were really actually looking for you. I was trying to figure out how to get your number because we realized that this was a, 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 pu- a private event, not a public event. If it's a public figure, we could post it. But since you're a pu- private person, we kind of need to ask you, can and we do it? So is it OK? And I was just like, yeah, it's fine. So he said, well, send me all your, uh, you know, your press and info and da 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 and well, I'll see what I can do. So when I sent them everything, I guess he looked over it. He saw, like, the press that I was getting, and he emailed me back and was like, yeah, we'll be more than happy to come out there, man. Like, you know, seems like you got a great thing going. 
And then I looked at your stuff from last year. So if it's anything like that, then yeah, we'll be good to go. So they came out and it was way bigger than last year. Like ridiculous. Man, that's awesome. I just thought it was a a dope event. All, All the kids were enjoying themselves. It was grub. They had the video game set up again. Um, it was just it was just fantastic and a, an incredible vibe, man. It was dope we to had, uh, Urban Saddles, you know, aka what you guys would call the Compton Cowboys. Yes, yes. yeah, the horses, the horses was the in the horse. back, man. The horses, <laughs> we had the, we had them out there giving the rides all day. Uh, I had the sheriffs pull up with the rock climber. Um, and had the kids rock climbing all day again. Uh, step your game up, game truck came for a second year. All the food venues and the good thing about the food, I think this year was um, it was more uh, like spaced out as opposed to them all showing up at the same time. Like I was able to uh, I was able to space my food, my, my food vendors out. So I ended up having like five food vendors this year. So that, that worked out well. And then, of course, I oh, and I had my I had the mental health people out there this year who was giving people good vital information on, you know, mental health issues. Um, what else? I have? City Pride magazine out there. Um, Joy of Giving again came out. So, I mean, yeah, we had a great we had a we had a really great turnout this year, man. Last, I was really, last uh, question. Excited. Huh. Last question for me. How lit was was? Um. Well, Waz, Waz came out with his own ice chest this year, and he came out handing out uh, hard seltzers and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the white hard, claw. I had the white claw yeah, out there. Out hard <laughs> seltzers and uh, and IPA. Everybody, <laughs> wait, wait, you be rocking with the white claw? Yeah, I just got on it like a month and a half ago. Yo, is Fourth of July? What's the craze? I'm, I'm the, yo. Yeah, it just trailer. doesn't taste like anything, and you can. I mean, it's like a beer, but trailer, no taste. Let, me t- let me tell you right now, white claw, just a white claw. Yeah, I'm like, what's that? What's the big deal? Now you tell me we're drinking Tito's white claws. Okay, now you talking. Yeah, what is Tito's T- white claw? Like Tito's? Me, it's just a vodka soda, bro. White vodka claw soda, is- except the soda is not a regular soda. No, it's, it's got, got some liquor in it, so it's a so it's more more kick to it. It's just yeah. basically one white claw is the equivalent of a Budweiser, but it don't taste like that, right? And it doesn't make you as bloated. It's less yeah, no. sugar in it, whatever. That's all oh, it that's, is. Oh, that's the shit they selling right now. That's that's all it is. Yeah, that's that all shit sound is. like a four local with a college degree. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, it's the four locals with a master. With a master's nigga. That's hey, that's four, the four local nigga that come to uh, they got court nigga and got to dress up. That's all what right. that shit <laughs> look like. It's a four, hey, it's a four local that pr- pronounces its R. Yeah. Four Four. Four local. That shit is so crazy, though, because, like, I've seen it clutched by so many white people out here, bro. Like, and I'm like, is it is it quenching in 115 degree weather? Like, does this, like, send no. you over rail? No. And they're like, it doesn't taste no. like anything. It's, it's 6% alcohol. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, why do why are these shits all around my pool, bro? Move the shit. We had a little cookout <laughs> at the crib on 4th of July, and two people brought white claw over, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And that's what's up. Whatever. White Claw, cut the me. check, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Run it. You know, you know, Waz always out here with his snowshoes on. Oh, um, oh, he got oh, it. And, and again, again, people, I have to say, Waz brought the snow to the city. 
Don't know that Compton when Wise comes around. Oh, this boy. time it was a bit of a blizzard. Uh, Zach, Zach, Zach was there. Nick showed up. Uh, uh, Waz with his personal snow, and then they brought like with some the extra personal snow. snow, not the personal snow. <laughs> the, nigga, <laughs> hey, the nigga showed up like how the, hey, how the hood niggas be trying to sell the trees, and they got the artificial snow on the grass. <laughs> and he showed up with that little with the flock with the flocking machine, he was flocking everything. Yeah, we we was we was deep in there. That nigga brought <laughs> snow to the hood, like sand to the beach, bro. Rob, guys are terrible at taking care of their health, man. Whether it's a knee injury, a back injury, or something even worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Can you even believe that? Something that important? Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for erectile dysfunction online. Roman is a one-stop shop where you can get where you can chat with a licensed U.S. physician who can treat ED and, if safe and appropriate, ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com BOM, complete an online visit, chat with a doctor, and if the doctor decides that it would be safe and appropriate, they'll shift the genuine medication right to your door in discreet, un mark packaging guys go online and get checked by the doctor erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle but with roman it's really simple so take care of it man seriously your lady's gonna appreciate this or your guy you know who knows <laughs> for a free online visit go to getroman.com slash bom that's getroman.com slash bom for a free online visit getroman.com slash bom seeing the sand to the beach to the big news I guess of the week that came out today as we're recording this is the NFL has struck a deal with Jay-Z to, uh, to uh, basically coordinate all of their live musical initiatives and also do some social me- social justice stuff on the side. Um, I have very pointed uh, kind of opinions on this, but so I don't want to. come wanna, on with it. I mean, no, no, I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to contaminate the discussion. I want to okay. hear what what y'all reacted. How y'all reacted to this first, and then I'm gonna say what I what I gotta say. So this nigga hoe, bro. I finally got a bar of it, right? <laughs> Man, it's disheartening because, like, especially the shit that, like, you know, it was this whole pro black. Now nah, we ain't rocking with it. Da 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 da. And then man's found a way to like make some bread out of it. I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me, I don't need you. Every night we in the end zone. Tell the NFL we in stadiums too. Which I mean, like, I don't think he all he is all about his bread, but still, it has to make sense for him. And I don't think him curating the situation or 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 this whole social justice. Like NFL's biggest problem is domestic violence right now. Whole speaking on domestic violence. You know what I mean, and and contributing to the to the to the Super Bowl, like I don't I don't even know if like th- this is this is speed, like you know what I mean, like I don't know if it's I. I Trey, he's kind of a domestic violence expert because Solange did whoop his ass I, the one time. Look, I, I threw the lob. I was waiting. <laughs> I threw that shit on the glass. I, I was gonna throw that joke in there. But I was like, nah, somebody gonna dunk this shit. Normally, Mariano dunk it. 
Thank you for dunking my lob. But yeah, I this this is one of them like you know, like a weird match. You know what I mean? Like, that's like that's like homie having um Rosario Dawson. What's what's the homie? Oh, Corey Booker. Corey Booker. Like that's yeah, that that, that, that like got on nigga, my nerves. Like too. like a nigga just pulling up to a cocktail party with her. Like, bro, what? How that's whole pulling up with the NFL? Like, nigga, what? Like, we just went through two years with Kaepernick, bro. Like Kaepernick and them settled cool. They got paid, but he's still not. He, he's still not balling. But I right? think that's that's part of it, though, right? Um. If 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 part of it is like, yo, I'm in solidarity with Kaepernick and Kaepernick has, you know, he settled out of court with them in the sense of like, all right, I guess we're square now in that way. I think that not that I'm with that thinking. I think that's where Hove kind of feels like he has leeway to now work with the NFL. And then it's like, you know, at Popeye's, you can get some collard greens or, you know what I mean? Like you can get some greens on the side, but you're still eating fried chicken. That's to me what the social justice initiative is. It's like, this is so purely capitalistic and self-serving for both parties. And then they threw out the, the charity shit on the side, which is kind of corny. Like I can't front, like it's, it's a pretty corny move in my opinion. Like maybe, you know, Hove is going to do some press or maybe he won't do any press or the NFL won't. And he'll just show and prove with like some actual um, change uh, driving initiatives. Right. With the NFL. Maybe. Who knows? I, I'm i very skeptical yeah, that that would be the case. Right. But uh, it just seems this seems corny to me. So so the quote from Hove in the New York Times was the NFL has a great big platform and it has to be all inclusive. They were willing to do some things to make some changes that we can do some good. And one of my homies said that is very reminiscent of a certain head of state who talks in a very generic, vague, unspecific form because he doesn't really have anything that he says, nor does he know what he's talking about. And, um, you know, this, this for me, I'm just like, this dude shamed the hell out of Travis Scott for trying to get paid and then turned around and got paid by the same people. And the, the funny thing, the funny thing to me is, you know, one of my other homies pointed this out. It's, it's shocking for some of y'all who actually bought the Jay Z is like conscious nah, and all yeah. that. He's nah. been from day one. He wearing a wig. He he was always this dude. He's always been hip hop's number one capitalist in that form. You think about all the like major events in Jay Z's career, and they're all based on one thing: the promotion and the advancement of Sean Corey Carter. Yeah, never about anyone else. So Dame Dash can get kicked to the side, and uh, bro, I mean uh, that that doesn't get talked about a lot, right? Like they bought Dame Dash out of Rockaware for like I think ten or fifteen million dollars, and then literally like not a very long time after he sold it to the Russians for two hundred mil. Yeah, which is like clearly that deal was gestating already. He had it. He knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly he had that in the bag. He said, here, Dame, take some blah, 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 and then flipped it for a bunch of money for a company that Dame Dash founded. Not only that. He founded that company. But but beyond him founding, that's your boy, man. 
Yeah. Forget like whose idea it was or whatever. That's yep. your boy. You you all built this entire empire together, right? He, he played a part in that, and and to turn around and screw him over like that is just is unconscionable. But again, this is a, this is a dude who shot his own brother, man. Like, like yeah. what, what do y'all allegedly expect? allegedly sold crack to his mom? Alleged. This is all alleged. In the rhymes, I mean, I, <laughs> Gloria was beaming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The selling crack to his mom's thing. That that's that's. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not. But him shooting his brother, his happened. brother is, is a fact. Like that is not like a over jewelry or something like that. Not even. I think he was clowning him or something. <laughs> it was something. Yeah, stupid. yeah, something stupid like that. Yeah. Um. Well, but but you think about that. You think about uh, how he did Dame. You think about. The fact that not a single artist who has ever signed a Rockefeller ever was allowed to prosper. You think about how he handled Def Jam and what happened to Joe Budden's career. You think about uh, like every step of the way, man, this dude. Uh, but like the, at the same time, he manages to take credit for stuff all the time. Yeah. And so this is the sort of thing that I like I suspect if change does happen. Within the NFL or how the NFL uses players or oh Kaepernick whatever. never happened. <laughs> well, no, beyond that, this dude's gonna, this dude's gonna take credit for all of it because like, see, it's when I signed. But like in reality, yeah, yeah, yeah nothing to do with that. What kind of change are we even talking about, right? Like, because uh, like, my thing, you can do. I, it's tough. Like, it's hard for me to envision NFL owners ever coming out against the cops, right? Um, it, it's hard for me to envision that, but like, I could see them throwing money at stuff that actually helps people because they know the PR bump is going to help them, right? Like throwing money behind some minority or, you know, uh, uh, disenfranchised youth type of thing, like people from, you know, underfunded neighborhoods. I could see them doing that straight up for the publicity and people actually getting, you know, help from that. Was it's like it's like which is like uh, what any smart capitalist would do. Honestly. Yeah, I mean you, you do you do a little. It's it's no different than when like uh, the police departments shake up buy and busts, right? Like right. They round up a bunch of kids and arrest them. Put some drugs put, on the table, like like in the wire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and that's it, man. Like and everyone's like, oh, see, yeah, they, they clean this like, stuff up. It's actually there's 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 a better example of this. I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm just trying to say it delicately. It's like TSA. <laughs> the stuff that you do at TSA is not making America secure in any way. All it's doing is giving the illusion of security right. so that people feel like, oh, they, they made me take off my shoes. They must be really about their stuff around here. Yeah, Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, it, it, so so it makes people think like shit, man. Like even if I was thinking about doing something crazy at TSA, like they got the security on smash. It's all a dog and pony show, and I know yeah. that because they selling clear and pre check and all. Like they're selling access to bypass the security. That's how I know the security is bullshit. Like you can buy it. You well, can, it's not even you can that. Pay it's, for it. it's not even that wise. It's it's like the the cargo doesn't get checked. Like, think about that. Like, like, hey, man, don't begin on this airplane. Hey, what a big box? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> hey, speaking <laughs> of speaking of airplanes, I read that flight attendants don't get paid until the plane actually takes off. 
What, what, what do you mean? I don't understand. They, they so, get paid on the first and fifteenth, like the rest of us. So it don't really get a credit. The flight they get credit for flights, right? And if the flight doesn't leave the gate, say it's canceled, they don't get paid for that flight. Hold on, I got a homegirl who's who's a flight attendant. I mean, that's wild, though. I read that shit, and I'm like, wait. But technically, Trey, if the flight doesn't leave, they didn't work. You know, basically. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I sat y'all down, I made sure everything good, and we on a, you know, we on the, we on the, on the strip for an hour or two. I still run me my coin, run me my coin. You know what I'm saying? I worked. And, the, and the, it's, it's billions of dollars being made by these people, so it's and, that, and that's another thing too, because like that's probably the worst customer service because you got cats wilding, you got niggas wilding that ain't oh, first yeah, class. Yeah, like to 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 deal with what those people put up with on the plane is it's it's hard work. Like you got somebody like yo, can you please get off your phone, nigga? Like. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, this bitch, this bitch telling me get off the phone, man. Oh, we about to take off, man. <laughs> Niggas be getting hot for the wrong reasons, though. That's why it'd be so funny to me, because I'd be like, yo, why you hot? All she telling you, dog, is to put on your seatbelt. Nigga, we, ain't, we don't even need these seatbelts, nigga. We in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, niggas, niggas be jerks, dog. <laughs> no, it's because it's, 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 it's you're... Uh... It's it's because you're getting paid. I mean, getting people are getting drunk. Yeah, right. It's like like it's it's you 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 have to deal with drunk people who are not allowed to do what people usually do when they're drunk. Because think about like all the time that you're usually been drinking. You're either at a concert, so you're enjoying some good music. Or you're at a game. You're enjoying. You're watching something there. Or you're at a club or at a party. You're you're you know engaging with other people. This is probably the only activity you you drink and you sit still, right? So, you know, that's not a recipe for people being in general happy or well-behaved or whatever. And so they don't get antsy about the dumbest things. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, like the, the, the idea, again, like not to go, not to be too sidetracked by this, the, the idea that Jay-Z would, Shame the hell out of Travis Scott the way he did, and think about Cardi B the way she got. She didn't even play the Super Bowl. She was just doing like sponsor parties, and for this dude, so quickly, like he called for boycott, and within fourteen months, within fourteen months, he's doing a deal with the league. Waz, I'm glad brought up the Rockaware thing. It's like it, it's so eerily similar. <laughs> It's like, wait, let me get everyone out the way, and now you, and now you got to go through me. Yeah, exactly. If you want to use the Super Bowl as a platform, the what? Because I read in the Washington Post that the conversation quickly moved off of him performing. Roger Goodell said, "Obviously, we'd love it if you would perform at the Super Bowl, but that's not the point of this deal. The point of this deal, and now I'm paraphrasing, is for Jay Z to get paid anytime one of you monkey niggas want to get on the stage." <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, like, yeah, it's, but, it's, and and you know, basically, I have a hard time believing that a Rock Nation managed or signed artist is gonna do the Super Bowl. Like, it's it's hard for, but and I shouldn't say that. That's not true. Like, with the 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 partnership that he does with Budweiser and Made in America, like 
he's gotten people paid for that who weren't Rock Nation artists. And, you know, everybody would tell you because it's such a huge corporate event, like you get your top rate, right? Like any artist would tell you whenever you're doing a school or you're doing some corporate event type festival event, you do get your top rate, whatever your, your highest asking price is, because every artist is sort of, you know, they, they, they can negotiate in a range of what they expect to be paid for something. But every time you do a, 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 a Budweiser made in America, say you're going to get whatever it is that you charge. Um, and you know, non-rock nation people have headlined and gotten their, their rate. But I, I just, this seems like just a play for the people who work, who he, who he's managing. Like, all right, come to rock nation. I can get you the Super Bowl. you know? It's just so like nakedly capitalistic, man. It's, uh, it's, and, but, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> and they put the they put the window dressing of oh, by the way, it's some social social yeah. reform, social yeah. justice. Like it's just like why lie to us, man? Hey, why man. Not? Niggas lie every money, day, dog. Get your money, black man. That's that's what they always like to say. Though. Hey, speaking of lies, yes. I love the I love the rap lies by Boss. <laughs> oh, Great man. album, though. Great album. First, by the way, he's the first. He was the first one to make it okay. Is it though, Trey? To completely what? lie about everything. What'd you, what'd you say? Is it a great album? I like it. It's a good album. I don't think it's trash. I, I mean, uh, I, 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 enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed yeah, it. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm gonna say it's not trash. I'm gonna say it's pretty much what he kind of been giving us for the past three albums. Like, it's well, I mean, Pusha T talks about crack. <laughs> like, all you know what you're getting. Get a single or so on here, two, three, maybe two singles, and then the rest of it is just like yeah. in, in the in the words of Justin Tinsley, shouts the friends of the show. Uh, it is a audio version of riding a 600-foot luxurious yacht. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, he creates the imagination of if you're a six-year-old and you're imagining how rich you possibly could be. Like, the shit he raps about, some of the shit ain't even created. And it's great <laughs> lies. It's great lies. No, like but, it's, uh, but I will say, in fairness to, to Rosé on, on this album, Port of Miami 2, um, there is some actual content in there, right? Like he is, he does talk about having a seizure and waking up in a freaking mm-hmm. intensive care unit in the hospital. Um, he does talk about Kanye wearing a MAGA hat and him wanting to cry watching the interview. Like he does talk about um, the socially relevant stuff of the moment. Like he did put content on the album, you know, if, if you're if your complaint is that, oh, it's always about, you know, how luxurious his life is and the business deals that he's closing and, you know, the great Versace silks that he's now wearing, which you're going to get a lot of that, too, because it's rosé and it's not a rosé project if he's not talking about luxury. But I thought he has a decent hey, amount of content on it. Can I too. keep it a buck and say Gunplay had the best verse on the album? Yes, yes. That, I wouldn't that, say all that, fact. but I like his verse. Oh, no, he does. I know his verse is probably his, one of the best verses on the album. He honestly, speak fucking smoked the raw boots, nigga. Hey, he, I said, damn. Okay, G play. Yeah, he, <laughs> hey, he when I heard hey. that, I said, oh, okay, gunplay. I hear you. I hear you. Step your shit up, then. He, he, he can't. He got off with that. G play got a couple, couple, couple tracks where he don't. Every nigga, every time G play gets some, get some. Uh, I don't, I don't say gun play, but G play. Anytime he get a feature, like he did cartoons and cereal and watch Kendrick, he don't watch some cats when he actually get that invite. 
he could, you know what he could rap, man. He, I always enjoy. Um, I'll never verses. forget that meme though, where they had that nigga looking like a pinata on Twitter. When fifty and them, when fifty and them got him at that festival, yes, or wherever they was at, <laughs> that nigga looked like that. He like them niggas that Cam brought up, nigga. The stuffed dead niggas that be. In the <laughs> 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 Shout out to, to G-Play, man. Damn, just, You know, it's just funny because, like, even a song like Turnpike Ike, um, which song. is produced by a friend of the show, uh, Jake One. Shout out to Jake One. He's on tour with Tuxedo shout right out. now. Shout um, out to Jake One. The new Tuxedo and, 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 album. And Ross killed it. But, like, that was a beat that Ra- Wale spit a freestyle to, like, years ago. Um and and Jake and Jake, I, t- I hit Jake and I asked him. He was like, I told him that the beat had been out, and Wale had already had, you know, <laughs> he had music out to it. Like people had heard it. And he was like, I don't really care. I, I love my verse. I'm putting it on my album. I mean, that's <laughs> how that shit normally be. Because like you hear a nigga shit, and you be like, Damn, I heard this beat before, and you know, it get it get it get finessed. I mean, which is great because you ain't going to complain. And most of the time, if it's a freestyle and it just rolled out, it ain't really getting no real credit off of it. You know yeah, what I'm and, saying? And, and Rose's obviously his, his OG, so it's not like he had a huge problem with it. But I like I like a bunch of these joints, man. The Bogus Charms, the the the, 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 the rich nigga lifestyle, man, with, with the Nip verse that is just incredible to me. Like, I was just like, wow. Nip should know. be here, man. Oh, it's crazy. And, and and you know you saw the line all, all, all over social media when he, he was like y'all surprised that Takashi told that was just yeah that was beautiful man um I just yeah, like the project top to bottom Vegas um, residency is probably the hardest shit though if you got if you got that, that, is, that if you got that, that blap in your if you, you got that blap in your house or your car let that shit ride yeah. there was a yeah. controversy a couple of days ago because Ooh, let's talk about this one. Please say it, Austin. Please say because, it. Because Pusha T had a Thank verse you. on Maybach Music 6. Um, I saw a couple of leaks of what it was allegedly about, and it's obvious there was a couple of Baby and Wayne and Drizzy sneak disses in there. Hell of a year, true colors exposed. Crowns on these clowns, it's like you colored they nose. We talking skill set or popularity pose. When you speak truth to power, your popularity grows. Here, switch gears out of relevance of fear. When their name's not as hot as who they want to stand near. All you niggas weird. How can you compare when you say you've been rich but be needed shit like veneers? For every hundred thousand dollar chain I see on a thousand ass neck that I dare not be. Young nigga, old nigga, you all the same to me. Just one slick tweet from treading dangerously. Rare form, airborne since clearborne. Been fly like a runway was cleared form. White wedding, Vogue had the exclusive. Any blemish on my past was prostitution. Sit back and let them draw their own conclusions. A picture's worth a thousand words, Mr. Houston. You wonder why cocaine's up in every song? When music fell, cocaine righted every wrong. White Ferrari, Bo Derek, but the inside's black is standing bold Go home and go get it. Your Miami oh. rental cars are sleeping in my garage, motherfucker. Uh, and Ross decided to take the verse off. It Which- worked though. It's no Maybach Music 6 without Pusha T. That shit Wayne was talking about. I love Wayne. But no. Mm, yeah. No. It but it, and it also wouldn't have been dope point. if he would have had both on there. Because they wouldn't have made sense. It would remind me of that. Uh, Whose song was that? Who, who song was it Stump? It was Young, Young Buck. Buck. <laughs> Young Stop. Buck Stump. <laughs> and he had T.I. and Luda on there and didn't have no idea that Luda was going to say, get off the T.I.P. of yeah. my job. Just politically, yeah. politically, though. 
I think Ross did the right thing. And at the same time, like, you know, he just brokered, he was part of brokering the deal between Drake and, and Meek making up. And um, Drake just gave him one of his biggest songs in years with the money in the grave. Like, politically, it don't make sense for him to do that, right? It's like, it don't make sense for me to put that on my album. Like, I love you, Push. I get it. I, I could see myself doing something similar had I been in your position, but come on, man. He can't he can't he, he, he can't just put that on his it's album. It's the petty so, God, bro. You don't but, send that nigga that crack, bro, and not expect him. And he got the legend singing on that. Come but on. Why man. Would, but why would but why would Ross even like think that he would do anything otherwise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So Ross did the interview, right? And he said, I thought we was at a, a point where I could bring those two together and it just didn't the timing right. But he said in his mind, maybe next year that he can get them on a track. Like he thinking he can, he, he think he the big homie enough to get niggas to squash it. And I'm wait, like, do, do, wait, do niggas look up to Ross like that? Fuck no. I think so. I think so. I think so. Okay. Here's my, here's my hot, here's my hot take though. Was if Ross was not from Miami and he's from New York, that nigga would be top five. I mean, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I think people would. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he I gets a he gets I'm a lot of slack from being from Miami, my nigga. Uh, you see, know, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think it's. I think, in a weird way, even as he has been wildly successful selling fiction, ultimately the fiction is what prevents him from being top five. Right, the idea that it's not like not like on some oh you just making that stuff you ain't got that kind of money or whatever it's the you were a corrections officer man like like that officer Ricky's don't yeah but at the same time but at the same time though um like nobody's ever really done anything to him right like gunplay got got caught slipping the one time at that festival but like when you when you put out a certain type of content every city that you go to people within that element are going to try to test you and nothing's ever happened to Ross, right? Like, for instance, Tory Lane was Lane was t- going around talking crazy about Drake and his people and all of that shit. They saw him at Coachella and beat him up. Like, see, and again, it's Tory Lane's, but I'm just saying, though, like, it happens to people is, all the time. The difference is Tory Lane's and Takashi and all these other people who talk reckless on some fictional tough guy stuff Talk reckless about specific people and specific things. This dude says like random, like like mob boss type level stuff that obviously doesn't impact or affect anyone on a personal level. And so it, it is. It is what what uh, what what Trey said. Justin said it's. It gives you the feeling. It's the Instagram of me being on a five hundred foot yacht in Miami that I don't own nor did I rent. Yeah, I but he had a personal beef with Fifty Cent, who is. Uh, yeah, I but, mean, is, is there yeah, a, I mean, a worse person to start a beef with? I mean, like, but, I, but 50, 50, 50, like when was the last time Fifty actually did something? You don't believe what Tia told me, Officer <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's amazing. Fifth, it was that amazing. Was but fifth, like fifth, fifth messes with people, but he's got business interests now that prevent him from messing with people the way he used to mess with you. So now he messes with you on Instagram. He messes mm-hmm. with you like like, like the, the Floyd Mayweather post he had the other day. Like that's like he's not uh, he's not out there like physically harming I think, people. I think you're underestimating Fifth. Um, 
when 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 they robbed Winslow and them on the Summer Jam screen on summer the Summer Jam stage, not the screen, the stage in front of in broad daylight in front of millions of people streaming it. How long ago? How long ago? I'm just saying that shit doesn't just go away. (laughs) Like this, this is not a guy who just all right. I'm no longer this person. Like I think if he would have had the opportunity, he would have done so. You understand what I'm saying? Like you think he's intimidated? Like Ross has. It's not an intimidation. It's a. It's just a mutual respect. Respect of like, all right, I don't need to pursue this. You know what I'm saying? What I'm did saying? Did you see the interview where Ross said that uh, he would do music with uh, Fifty if he but, was relevant? Yeah, if he was relevant with you and Fifty, or you feel like, like, man, we we not there, or mm-hmm. I didn't instigate. I'm I'm good. Honestly, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. If Fifty Cent still had value, I may have been done it, mm-hmm. but not being funny, not on. Right. Homie just saying, you know, he ain't that dude no more. Man, we was riding through L.A. smoking the Hater to Love It yesterday. Yes, sir. Hater to Love It. You know, yeah, the that, Underground's that on top. Was yeah. We was saluting Cool and Dre. That's that's Miami who did the production. Game, 50 Cent. That was dope. If he was still making music like that, of course, one of my dogs could hit me. Drake could hit me and say, Rose, I got 50 on the record. And if he was still dope like he was eight years ago, Roselle lace that, cause I'm 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 on fire. I mean, yeah, but that's just a shot. That's just an. That was just, definitely a, that was definitely a shot. a shot. That's just a, a clear indication that they have not um, moved on from this petty grievance that they had. That that was just basically. 50 was was fifty was beefing with Joe, so by extension, beefing with Khaled. And Rosé was like, it's just this stupid, like the beef never really had any like substance to it. Um, but I'm just saying, I mean, like, I think you're underestimating the, um, cause again, somebody like Pusha T was another person who, when it comes to that quote unquote element, like his reputation is unassailable. And he's somebody who would profess a great amount of respect for Ross publicly. He said it trillions of times, you know what I'm saying? And he's not the only one. It's a lot of people who um, have affiliations with that element? Who show love and respect to Ross? Like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that information. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain people who don't get that. There's certain people who are getting extorted by the Crips and the Bloods in LA when they come out here, and there's certain people who aren't. Before we get off Ross, is, do we know if there's any truth to them using his house for coming to America too? It's confirmed. Okay. Yeah, which, is ball, yeah, which is baller. Which is baller. Shout out to Evander Holyfield. Wait, Evander wait, hold Holyfield. on, Kev. You thought that was a lie too? Uh, I mean, I I didn't know. I I just I saw it and I was nah, just like, oh, wow, it's pretty dope. He, he, he is, bought is the, the Evander Holyfield estate. Yeah. He bought yeah. that on in a foreclosure sale. So it's a crazy huge <laughs> estate. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Love, in Georgia, where dude. property is just so cheap. They got Tiffany Haddish and Leslie Jones and coming to America too. I'm all set on that, bro. I am out. I might be rock with Leslie Jones. I just might be. I'm just looking at the casting, bro. Like, hold on, hold on. Let me segue off of this (laughs) because coming to America too makes me sad. I don't want to see. You know, Eddie's one of my favorites, so I don't want to see Eddie do anything that's gonna fail which I feel like it's going to fail. But every time I hear something new, like what Trey just introduced me right now, that's another confirmation. This is going to be terrible. But you know what's not going to be terrible? Did y'all see the trailer for the Dolomite movie that Eddie Murphy got coming out? 
Yes. And it looks amazing. Amazing. That's the um, Netflix joint, right? Netflix joint, where it's actually how Rudy Ray Moore made Dolomite. It's not... Uh, it, come uh, out? A, it comes out the fall, and it just says fall on Netflix. It's not a... Just to be clear, it's not a reboot of Dolomite. It is the actual true story about the how... Yeah, the, the autobiography of, of Rudy Ray Moore, who's the guy that played Dolomite, how he created the character and how he got the movie made. And uh, like, I gotta, I gotta admit, I saw Dolomite and I thought like, yo, this is just like, it's a black exploitation movie. It's that's, that's just the style of the movie it's supposed to be. I had no idea a lot of that, those things were on purpose, like how ridiculous everything looked and how, how <laughs> like, um, in film school, they taught us, you know, the whole, like, seeing the boom mic in the shadow. Like, he really created that. Like, he really wanted people to see that for some reason. I, I don't know what his vision on that was, but apparently that is his, that's his, that's like his thing. Yeah. He, he coined that. Like, letting you see the boom mic kind of dip in a little yeah. bit. And he ended on the back wall. Like, he coined that whole move. And that was crazy to me. I thought it was just poor filmmaking. It turns out nah. like did it all on purpose. And so this uh like this if you don't if you haven't watched the trailer, go ahead and watch the trailer. Uh you can pause this podcast, do it, and come back. Because and and you know, kind of like the opposite of the coming to America movie, Trey said, Oh, uh it's Tiffany Haddish and Leslie Jones. This one's got um Eddie, excuse me, he's got uh, Eddie Murphy, obviously. It's got Wesley Snipes playing. Is he playing um, Richard Roundtree or who's he playing? Uh, yeah, I think he's playing Richard Roundtree. Right. Uh, it's got uh, Keegan Michael Key. It's got, um, oh man, it, it, the cast is is very, very uh, impressive. Um, I, I, so I'm, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm super excited for this movie. This is something that, you know, I, I've always felt like. Eddie, uh, his he doesn't get enough credit for being a good actor. I, I've always felt like out of all the stand-up comics, he's an excellent actor. Yeah, out of all the no. stand-up comics who became actors, I think he might be the best. Oh, he's the goat. Yeah, in that, right. in that in that category, he's the goat for sure. And then followed by what, Jamie? Yeah, Jamie. But Jamie, okay. like to me, Jamie, I don't look at Jamie as a stand-up comic. Because no, he didn't, Jamie's like an entertainer. Yeah, yeah he didn't do okay. he didn't do stand up until I believe after in Living Color, right? Or or like he wasn't quite. No, no, he was still nah, doing. He was, he was doing, doing stand up locally. Like he was doing local local stand up. He had never had like no big stand up. He, he never had burn. like a yeah. yeah. He never had like a big stand up show until after uh, in Living Color. So I mean, but he was doing yeah, local I mean, stand up. Um, Titus Burgess, Craig Robinson, Mike Epps, um, yeah, Mike Epps, That's Divine right. Randolph, Snoop, Wesley Snipes in the movie. Yeah. So here you go for Coming to America 2. I'm going to read the cast. Wesley Snipes confirmed. Eddie wow. Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Paul Bates, Rick Ross. Wow. Here we go. Kiki Lane. Uh, Who's Kiki Lane? So Kiki Lane will be uh, Prince Akeem's daughter. Who is she? 
Just an actress. Like in life, in life, who is she? What has she yeah, been let me, in? Let me look that She's up. probably been in something. You have to look her up. Okay. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, who will portray his long lost son in America. So he was getting around, apparently. Oh, Kiki Lane. Um, Did you see if Bill Street could talk? I did not. She's the she's the female lead. Okay. okay. John Amos. She's pretty good in that. John Amos is on. Uh Shari Headley, who played Oh Lisa. Lisa yeah, yeah, she's back. Since her first her first movie since that movie. No uh, way. I remember she was it. on she was on Wayne's Brothers. One that was time. the last what I'm saying, that's the last movie. It's major. not a movie, my boy. I know, I know, I know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I'm just saying. Okay. Like, Vanessa Bell Calloway, who was the woof. Oh woof. yeah. She's yeah. on. She's back. Um, nice. Yeah. And uh, we need a Patrice. So I don't know who's going to play Patrice. But as of right now. And then I. Uh, probably seen, Leslie Jones. It probably would be Leslie Jones. <laughs> nah, come on. I see. Y'all I know, I'm just Wait, y'all don't think Leslie Jones is funny? I think she's hilarious. I think she's. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't oh, that. On, I'm just. She can't so be my thing, Patrice, bro. So my <laughs> thing is, it's like. Patrice is fine. Why, here's the thing, Trey, Wild, You know what? Over me, chill. Trey, you know Leslie Jones is from? <laughs> you said what? You know you know where Leslie Jones is from? Where's she from? Uh, where's she from? She's from Linwood, bro. No, she's from Linwood. Is she? From Linwood High. That's pretty tight. Shout out to Leslie Jones. Um, I don't have a problem with those female actresses. I just think that the casting sometimes, when I look at it, it's like, eh, can I I virtually, like, put these people into the last time I seen coming to America? And what would I actually enjoy? That's like throwing Kevin Hart into a classic. And I'm just like, you niggas is forcing Kevin Hart into some shit. But at least kind of, like, like, I don't want someone who has no acting chops to come. Like, I don't want Rick Ross to try his hand of acting coming to America. I'm pretty sure niggas is just buying his crib and he got that little cameo. He got a little cameo. He's not going to play prominently. You see the cast, man. They got real actors to lean on. They don't like basically they're gonna come to the nigga crib, they're gonna move back to America and buy his shit, probably. You know what I mean? Like, here we're gonna buy your crib. And he's selling Kev, it. Like Kev, according to her Wikipedia, she she went to Linwood High School and hooped as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah, got a she bucket. Better. She got a she, bucket. She's six no, feet tall. Dog. Her, she, her she, size, she, she better. She hooped. She was on she was on the first team that went to state with Coach Roberson. Wow, she got a scholarship to to yeah. university. Yeah, no, she was super good. Like she was really good. Yeah, she, she was on that string of Linwood High School girl teams that like won state. Uh, she graduated the year I got there. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was oh, there so. with Ernest Killam. She was there with Ernest Rest Killam. Peace, Ernest Killam. Legend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that's dope. All right, so we got some Frisco Frisco talk. What's going on, Frisco? I mean, man, we have our live show comes back to the Bay Area. You know, last couple of years we've done it uh, during the finals in June. This year we skipped San Francisco or Bay Area, I should say, and we pushed it to start of the season in October. Very excited. We're very pleased. We're very happy to present the. Fourth? Is this the fourth one we've done in, in the Bay? Yeah. Is yeah, anyone? It's crazy. It, it is crazy. We, this is the fourth annual live show in the Bay at the Independent in San Francisco, Saturday, October 12th at 8 p.m. VIP completely sold out. General admission 
very, very limited amounts remain. Come out, support, see the podcast. We do pretty much every show. Gets a little segment in there. We always come through with the guests. In Chicago, we got Jay Adande. In New York, we had Pablo and Bomani and uh, Taylor Rooks. Uh, look, we we always come correct with this. As you know, the Bay Area has a very strong presence from, from media or whatever. Uh, who knows? You might get some athletes out there as well. Every time is always a great time. I've never heard anyone complain that they didn't like the show. And as always... There's a lot of stuff that we talk about there that we just aren't comfortable talking about when it's recorded. So if you hate Bossa Novas, and we haven't had a Bossa Nova in a while, by the way, so shout out to us for 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 trying to get. We just been snitching. Yeah, we just been yeah, <laughs> compromising ourselves left and right. Um, but but yeah, man, like it, there's a lot of stuff we say at those shows that. We would never say on 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 record, so you got to be there to catch some of this funny stuff. By the way, uh, Kev, you went to Yo. the L.A. show. Had you been to any other shows other than the L.A. Uh, show? I had, uh, did Vegas and L.A. That was it. Yeah, yeah. So Kev, haven't been on a sh- to two of the shows. Just like, what are your impressions? Particularly, Vegas was your first one, right? That was the first yeah, one Vegas was to? my first one. Yeah. Yeah, had, so, had tons of fun in Vegas, like super fun in Vegas. And the LA show was good. It was just it was here, so you know I knew I figured, you know, hey, I'm at home, and I knew yeah. it was going to go up because we're LA. But, and also, it was different because now you kept the barber, right? Now, yeah, exactly. now you, now you got some notoriety about you, uh, as okay. evidenced by what we start we started the podcast with the immense immense success. Of the Cuts for Kids event. Waz, name one thing. One, if you have, I have to say, put you on the spot. One thing about live show that you always look forward to. Um, For me, it's just the first, like, uh, laugh that we get. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if it's me, you, Mariano, or Trey. But, like, because, you know, you're always nervous before you do something like that. Like, I don't care how many times you do it because you don't you never know what can happen that in that type of setting. So once we get that first laugh, I'm like, all right, we're back. We're rolling. We're having a good time. Like, that's always my favorite, favorite part when like, you know, because we always go first. Um, the black opinions matter most crew. And so yeah. um, once we get that first laugh and everybody's like, all right, this this going to be some shit. Then, yeah, that's always my favorite part, bro. By the way, uh, real quick, I have an update from my friend, the flight attendant. She says, technically, we don't get paid till the door closes. Your your trip is worth a certain amount of hours, so that's what you're going to get paid regardless. But we don't get nothing extra if we're sitting there with the door open, like if they're still boarding. So there you have it. By the way, Trey, you got one last thing you want to drop in here? Oh, I just really uh, was just talking about the live show. You know what I mean? Like. We'll be there. Uh, it's good times. The Bay Area always comes out and shows love. Get there before all the tickets sell out because it gets crazy. You never know who's going to pull up. And also, catch me and Waz and maybe a me in Oakland. I'll show y'all a good time because I love the town. Yeah, we get getting on Thursday. Me. The show's hey, not till Saturday. So the we, town we love me. Outside. The town loved me. I took Waz last time to make Western. Oh, we, so we went up. And <laughs> we cut and, up and Starline. I got all of you know what I mean. I got the hyphy hyphy family out there, so you know what I mean. I love the town, and then we also get to get a look, a live look at the Chase Center 
up close and personal. So that, you know what I mean? It's going to be fun. I'm off all week too. So I might go out there early. I'm on um, fall break. So it's lit. Wow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You won't get a better infomercial than that. Why come to the San Francisco Bay Area live show? Count the things live. All your favorite shows, all your favorite personalities, all your favorite guests. Saturday, October 12th, 8 p.m. at the Independent in San Francisco, California. Tickets are available on countthedings.com. Again, VIP, completely sold out. General admission uh, it's getting this. You better hurry. And I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, special thanks to Kev the Barber, uh, to Big Waz, to Black Trey, Rob on the ones and twos, and to you, the listener and subscriber. Like, subscribe, share, review, all the stuff that everyone asks you to do. Guys, this is the new economy. <laughs> this is how people know you're popular. Uh, and this is how we continue to make good content. Thank you very much. Black opinions matter. Motherfucker.